0: This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces stay away from Istvan 5. The force flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris
1: Manus is dead. Bolton and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. Hello. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? And welcome to episode 60 of the Radio First Event Podcast, a Horse Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael, and I have three co-hosts here. We got Derek. Let's see what's going on, Derek.
2: How's it going, everybody? I'm back.
1: We got
3: Scott. So what's up, Scott? What is up, Scott? And
1: we have Mr. Kimmel. Hello, guys. And like I said, this is a... Course, Heresy, thirty K podcast, and we have a cool little lineup for you guys to to prepare your ears for. So, of course, we're going to go into an intro. We've got a hobby progress update that we'll give you guys. We have some voicemails that we'd like you to listen to, and lucky for you guys, uh, Sir Coxman himself, Mister Dan Porter, decided <laughs> yes. he was going <laughs> to he was going to grace. The podcast with a story. So I have no idea what that story is about. I just saw it pop up in my email. I got really excited. Uh, I think we may have coerced Scott into not missing this episode by telling him that that even existed. Um, Is that right, Scott? Like, I feel like. It's
3: fact. It's fact. (laughs) Can't miss that.
1: <laughs> and uh, just,
3: I'm just basically dragging myself through this life vicariously through Dan Porter at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, so great, great news for you guys. We
1: have that sweet, sweet voicemail on the way. So, I'm excited for that. Uh, then we got an email from one of our followers and uh, some updates on some events and. Kind of like giveaways that we have coming up that we talk about. Uh, Then once all that's done, Scott put together an Iron Hands Onslaught list with both Ferris Manus and Mastodon inside of it for one of our listeners. And, Scott, was that, what, 3,500 points, I'm guessing? Somewhere close to that? Somewhere insane?
3: Yes, sir. 3,500 point Onslaught detachment. So, Iron Hands, that's my wheelhouse.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I got to squeeze in those uh two uh, lord of wars into that ridiculous points count uh then we have a 2500 point emperor's children list at a 1250 black shields zomortalis list so that's what's on the table tonight i guess uh let's do a little round table here let's see how everybody's doing uh let's, got, let's start with you scott how's your week going no hobby progress or anything. Just Going good, how, man. How you doing? How's your week?
3: Man, doing real good. Doing real good. Uh, Working on some Solar Ox right now. I'm working on two Lehman Russ. So I bought like two Lehman Russ alpha pattern bodies. But I have, they sell the turrets separately. So you can just buy like a demolisher turret or an executioner one. So I've just magnetized it and bought all different you know, variants. And I'm painting on those right now um other than that man i finished up to the two medusa basilisk things i was working on there we go i haven't put any pictures up yet but i will soon i just magnetized the it's a dual kit dual purpose kit so it comes with like the basilisk cannon you can just pop off the main gun and uh swap between the two those look pretty neat so looking forward to playing those um what else? I don't have any crazy stories, man. It's been a quiet week. It was Father's Day, so I had to go fill family obligations and fucking all that good stuff, but that was about it. Father's Day, the day where Dad has to mandatorily do shit. So, that's what I did.
1: Man, you're the only one in the group that's a dad, so...
3: Well, mean? fucking lucky me. Little little slow on the pool there. What's up? Oh, hey. hey but. <laughs> 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 well, so what did
1: y'all do for Father's no, Day man, did you oh, do the old really fashioned fishing
3: no I got uh, donuts for breakfast so I was super pumped about that and then <laughs> I went and saw my own father in fucking the middle of nowhere Kentucky and he's doing good he played golf today he's retired he plays golf every day His life's the picture of fucking perfection at this point so he's what we're all striving to be at <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh that's about it man that's awesome i thought
1: you know somebody somewhere out there in the backwoods of louisiana just had his dad take him out alligator no. hunting
3: today. Oh, God! Oh, no. <laughs> yo um funny you mentioned that that i don't know if you you I'm, you follow the eye horse like i do uh they posted a picture of a fucking crocodile that someone killed in 1928 on their Facebook page, or in early 1900s, but it was 28 feet long. And someone asked me how many puppies it would take to catch that thing. And I wanted to be like, sir, that's at least three full grown Labrador retrievers. It's <laughs> It was a fucking dinosaur. It was horrifying. But.
1: I saw that man. I refuse to believe something that large like (laughs) existed at the time of man.
3: I couldn't. Right. Like God damn, man. Like that thing has been doing it for a long time. Like, not really had to evolve much because it just straight up murders whatever it comes across. So,
1: (laughs) at that point, it's just trying to fulfill its hunger. Like trying to God trying to quell that massive, massive hunger that it felt (laughs) all the time to stay that large.
3: And back in those days, man, it, this was like the early 1900s. Like, those people are just trying not to die of fucking polio or malaria or anything. And that thing's kicking around in your backyard. Like, fuck, man, I'm pretty stoked I'm sitting here in my comfy-ass rocking chair with my iPhone and shit. Uh, I made out. I got very lucky when I was born. I'm
1: telling you, man, it's like, <laughs> that's that's the... That's the worst time to live. I mean, like hands down, like that's when people had like multiple kids because you knew you were just gonna lose one. Like it was like you weren't no. sure how, but you know he was one of them was not gonna make it. Like you were gonna lose at least one or two of those kids, and that alligator has many a kids inside of it. I'm sure.
3: Yeah, that alligator's oh. eating kids for sure, <laughs> and
0: it's Care like.
3: Do you ever play that game on computer? Uh, the. Oregon Trail, like the Yukon <laughs> Trail, <laughs> you of course. Like that was the way those characters died was a real thing, not all that long ago. It's like a bandit shot you on the highway, or the wagon wheel broke and you fell in the river. <laughs> like <laughs> 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 it used to be a thing, but uh, fortunately not. Yeah, that's me, man. That's all I got. <laughs> that's
1: fucking crazy.
3: So, what about you, Ryan?
1: How's your week been? I was
4: pretty good. As busy, I took uh, Friday off and went over to Origins in Ohio, the gaming convention, and we just did one day there. Me and my buddy Chris Duncan went over and did that. That was a good time. Uh, we uh, so I got a funny story about that. Uh, um, I'll I tell it it after. At, I'll I'll tell it after we. Uh, get through this but so i i did that um i finished the charity drop pod um for nova and got it sent off so they have that so uh, according to dave taylor they have all the stuff now uh for that army so he should be posting pictures of that charity army soon i've seen pictures of the units and it's going to be amazing it's one of the cooler charity armies i think i've ever seen
1: i, I love so. it dude. like your paint scheme was dope and on point and then when you added the black to those wings, to like the little, the little fins, the fins, I guess. Yeah. It just, and dude, it really brought it together. Like it was, it's a good looking drop pod. Some lucky individual. I really. Player.
4: Yeah, I spent almost a whole week on it. Like I painted like every rivet. I painted all the caution stripes on the doors. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I paint, you know what I mean? Like, I went above and beyond. It's, I painted shit on it that I wouldn't have bothered painting on my drop pod.
1: That's how it always works, like, like when you're painting something for somebody else. Like, especially, like, in this case, a Charity Army, I guess. It's like, yep, gotta go above and beyond for this. Hold on.
4: So, I finished that. Um, been building a lot of Dark Age models, and then I'm going to start on the, uh, some more terrain next week i finished i finished my first dark age army totally and then i'm going to jump on this terrain for the michigan gt to get it done and then we're going to host our our david uh, perpetual Painting. dave is hope hosting a 30k event at my house next weekend on saturday um the little kill team event and then um so I'm going to play in that, and then Dave's going to host that. And then right after that's over, I'm going to go see Joe Rogan. He's in town. So I'm going to go see Joe Rogan at 1030 that night. Nice. Nice. Nice.
1: Yeah. It's exciting. And it's then like today one of the for, most solid weekends that you could ever ask for. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. And then then today for Father's Day, we took my uh, father and mother-in-law out to the Knuckle Sandwich, which is just like a little local. It's like a 50s diner or whatever. We all got Tenderloins.
1: Yeah, that's that's real Indiana. That almost sounds like a, <laughs> a a prank place to like a prank diner. What? Like the those, knuckle sandwich? Those fast food restaurants where they're assholes to you. <laughs> it's called knuckle no, sandwiches. No, this is a nice
4: place. <laughs> no, it's really good. They had uh, dad's eat free from noon to 4. So if you were a dad, you went there they gave you free food.
1: Well, that's neat. That's nice. Yeah. Did you take a fake kid? You hire a fake kid?
4: No, they actually just asked me. They said, so are you a dad? You know, because I didn't have any kids there. And I'm like, no, I didn't lie. I mean, I could have. I don't think they were being real strict about it. They literally just ask you.
1: She actually just
4: assumed. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not a dad. I don't I don't get eat free.
1: Like, <laughs> immediately would have judged you should you have said yes. Like, are you a dad? Yeah. Well, where's your kid? Fuck. <laughs> Touche, lady. Touche. I'm either, I'm either a liar or a bad dad. God damn it. <laughs>
4: so the story the story from origins so I stopped by Remember, I sent you a picture we had stopped by an Arby's that was like the only place on the way back and I sent you guys a picture where there was more Amish people in the Arby's at this other Arby's I like can't (laughs) like apparently Amish people everywhere have just like recently discovered Arby's and the word has went out They've rode in a coaching buggy to all the Amish settlement and told them there's this restaurant called Arbys that we should all be at or something. I just thought it was weird that you know it's like you hardly ever see them and then and, and you know unless you're like in a town where there's a bunch of them at and then just randomly the last two times I've been to an Arbys, there's Amish people. so I was taking I already I sent you guys that, but then right after that I ordered my food it and um. I went and sat down and they called out my name. You know, they ask your name and they said, Ryan. So I go walking up to the counter and there's this tall Asian guy there, probably like six foot, six foot one, this bald Asian dude. And he's getting the food. And I go, I, uh, did you guys call Ryan? And he goes, yeah, that's me. And I went, Oh, your name Ryan too. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I go, well, I, so I'm Ryan too. So, uh, I guess I'll just wait till they call it again. And I turn and go to walk away And this guy spins, and somebody else reaches across to get their food and hits his hand, and his entire, like, gallon of sweet tea, like a large RV sweet tea, hits me right in the ass cheek and dumps all down my leg. It didn't have a lid on it, and fills my whole fucking shoe with sweet tea. So my entire pant leg and my whole shoe is totally filled with fucking sweet tea from a dude. And it's like, so I was thinking about it, like, what is this? Is this like the Twilight Zone? Like, the series of events that had to go down precisely in the right order for me to be in that situation to get tea dumped on me. They had to, this guy had to be named Ryan. They had to call Ryan in that order so that I went up when it wasn't my food and it was his food. He had to have not had a lid on his drink, and he had to turn right at the right time that they called someone else's name for their hand to be in the way for it to hit it to dump it all down my ass.
1: I mean, at that point, really just stop going to Arby's. Like I don't know if like like there's an Arby God somewhere that the ancient Greeks did not tell us about or didn't write down or something like that that you have clearly fucking pissed off and haven't done enough sacrifices to or haven't eaten enough briskets. I don't know. I don't know what you did to Arby's God. I I don't know what he would look like. I hope that we have a user out there that's good at drawing and will draw us Arby God. But, yeah. I mean, really, at this point, Ryan, I would say just stay the fuck away from Arby's. Like, there's nothing. I, I mean, twice in a row. I feel, And what kind of sucks, Ryan, is, like, I feel like you are trying to, uh, like, you're trying to spread the word. You're trying to get the word out that something's going wrong at Arby's. Or something's going down at Arby's to where there's just a bunch of like Amish people. Like I feel like you are like you you're the you're the canary in the coal mine, man. Like you're trying to let everybody know that something's going down at the Arby's. And I mean, no, I I I have my own pet list. theory.
3: Do what? I have my own pet theory. What I what if the one real god is Amish God and Brian <laughs> angered him so he smote you with sweet tea? Oh, what is it? Well, isn't the Amish God just Jesus? I mean, is it? <laughs> or is it like... <laughs> you tell us, Ryan. You pissed him off. You tell me. <laughs> Fair, I hope it is. <laughs> if yeah. it's Baphomet, you're I'm in a lot sure, of trouble. I'm pretty
4: sure they're just Christian.
1: <laughs> we don't know. Maybe we have an Amish listener that could call in and <laughs>
3: tell us. All lack of cool office, Lister.
2: He's Amish on the weekdays.
1: Ryan, you don't ask any like of the pay- or like any of the workers at Arby's why there's so many Amish people there, or I guess there was a whole bunch no. of Amish people, so you didn't want to ask in front of
4: Amish people. I don't think they would care. I mean, I don't know.
1: Like I said, I don't. I don't know. It's, Maybe they'll come back just and be think like, it's "Oh, we give a, we give a." Discount to anybody that comes in that has a long beard and wears a a, a straw hat. Hand handmade clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Ryan only gets half um, discount with his beard. Yes. Yep. That's why he goes to. Arbitrary. So yeah.
4: So I ha- I had a had a whole shoe full of sweet tea. so I told Chris Duncan. He was making fun of me. And I think the best joke that he came up with uh, was I said something about getting a refill. And he just said, just take your sock off and wring it out in your cup. <laughs> 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 it's yeah. like, real nice, Chris, real nice. There you go, Chris. Way to be a friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, that he thought it sucked. was funny
4: that I was laughing about it. He was like, I would have went off and like went crazy, like been mad about it. He's like, "You handled that totally fine." Because I laughed; but I thought it was funny. Um, I'm like, "Well, like, you know, I'm wearing like shitty thirty-dollar Walmart shoes and free pants that they gave me from work, and I don't really give a fuck. Like, what? Like, there's no sense in like starting a fist fight over somebody spilling tea on you on accident. It wasn't like the guy, like, you know." Was like fuck you, and threw it in my face. Like he just turned around <laughs> and somebody hit his hand and it's been a lot fell down my head. leg. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been probably the film. Fuck you, yeah. fuck
1: you, Ryan number two. Ryan, <laughs> stay, <laughs> Ryan in number two. Yeah. stay in
4: your lane. So I think Joe Kirkus, a uh, uh, homeless Joe. We were talking about it. Or somebody, somebody said that there was a glitch in the Matrix. That that's what that was because Ryan dumped tea on Ryan. There was a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs>
1: Too many same. Ryans in one area. We were too busy processing all these Amish people in the RVs, something <laughs> that we thought we'd never have to see code for. And <laughs> then two Ryans get food at the same time? No. God, no. <laughs> True glitch in the Matrix.
2: Whole system almost went down, but luckily we were just able to... Lost that guy's tea, but everything else was up and running.
1: <laughs> I bet you, Ryan, you know, like... I'm, and I'm trying to think about this long term... Was this before you made it to Origins or after? This is on the way home. Oh, okay. So you didn't have to walk around with the sticky interior. What's the inside of your knee called? The inside of your kneecap? I can't remember. Knee pit. Called. The knee pit. Yeah, sticky the knee, knee pit. pit. Which is knee pit. probably one of that's the sexy. worst feelings you could fucking have, where your your knee pit just does that. <laughs>
3: nothing like a nice moist slurpy knee pit Mm. (laughs) so frothing at the knee pit over there
1: (laughs) you just had to stew in your own sticky pants for the drive home that's not too terrible do you get anything cool at origins um i bought all
4: the battle tech like, I can show you a picture. Literally, I called it the Mountain of Metal. Chris Duncan was dying laughing because I had this, like, giant Tupperware tray that they give you to shop with, and I was just filling it up. So, like, I bought a shitload of that, and then I bought one Dark Age model for myself, and then I picked up about $300 in other Dark Age stuff, but it was for other people that I was just ninja shopping for.
1: That is bonkers, dude. That is awesome. Awesome. What what like I thought you had said that like BattleTech was way cheaper than like Warhammer. And well it
4: is it is because you only need you typically only like it depends on how crazy you go with it. Like if you only want one army, you only need about 12 models and some of those will be vehicles and you usually get two vehicles and a blister, and a blister is like 15 bucks, so it's about $7 a mo- you know for a vehicle. And then for actual mechs, they're about $15. So let's say, like, my one list is eight mechs. So whatever eight times, let's see, was that 80, another 41, 20, Then, yeah, like, basically, like, 150 bucks, maybe, for an army.
1: So you just decided to you just know go get all of it. Like, you're just one swoop.
4: I bought a bunch of shit, like, from, because there's different eras. Like, you play, you play in different eras and different shit and there's all kinds of different factions and stuff so i basically just went through their entire catalog and bought everything i thought looked cool like i just went solely off looks and i wanted a mix of like vehicles helicopters infantry battle suits tanks mechs all kinds of shit so we can mix and match and play different eras so yeah i just bought a ton of shit wow nice
1: that's super. Because focused.
4: the thing, the thing is, the company that makes it is Ironwind Metals, and they they're out of Illinois or they're out of Ohio. That's where the factory's at. And so this convention is in Ohio. So they take literally every single skew that they make, they have at the convention, and even they have this one. Certain things are called like archived items. So it's items that they make, but they don't even sell on the web store anymore. It's just like. They just make them and only take them to conventions or you have to go to the actual factory um, to buy them. And uh, So they had them there. So I bought a shitload of their archive stuff that's really hard to get. That's fucking
1: dope. Do you see any Games Workshop where you're so, there? Any uh, Forge World or 40K or anything? Or are you too busy buying Battle I did, Mac? And...
4: I, didn't even, I didn't even go to their booth because I don't need any Games Workshop stuff and I cannot deal. I don't want to talk about it and be negative, but I... I cannot bring myself to buy from Forge World at a convention because of the way the pricing structure
1: works. Fair enough. Fair enough. Was Forge World there at Origins? I don't know. Like I said, I didn't even walk over there. I didn't even look. I seen them on the
4: other end. I didn't even walk over there.
1: What if they were just like, you're Ryan Kimmel. You're the Ryan Kimmel. And then they just, here, take this. And then it was Um, 7.5. They wouldn't
4: have. They wouldn't have. So...
1: We're
4: good. Thank you, We're thank you for set. the cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sent um, I asked somebody on because somebody asked me to pick them up some Emperor's Children dice. Jason Tick did, um, but they didn't have any there. I found that out before I even went there because somebody else I knew was there, and they I just told them to go over there and just ask him real quick if they even had them, and I knew that they didn't have them before we even
1: went. It's fair enough. Fair enough. Good looking out before you went. I didn't
4: even even have occasion to walk over there. Plus I had I bought all these, I bought some Battletech books and I bought all those metal miniatures and I had all that Dark Age shit for other people. I had this giant Cool or knot bag with like rope handles and it was like probably 50 pounds and it was like cutting into my fucking hand, cutting the circulation off. Um, So I had to like carry that around this whole I was a dumbass and like bought all the shit right off the bat instead of waiting until right when we were about to leave total rookie mistake see i'm spoiled because i'm friends with the battle foam guys so typically when i buy shit at a convention if i have a giant ass bag i'll just take it to the battle foam booth and stick it under their cash register and they'll watch it for me and i can go do whatever and then when i'm about to leave i just pick it back up and leave but they weren't there
1: there was no battle foam there so i was stuck stuck with it that was all arby's god fucking you up dude that's all that was yep he's his
2: power he's getting stronger he just got you again
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Amish Jesus stick motto you were experiencing on your hands.
1: <laughs> Don't do it, Arby's God. <laughs> Ryan's not worth it.
4: So, but that was that was pretty fun. Had a good weekend. Uh, game night was really fun. Scott came up last night. Um, all of our other buddies were here. Uh, Scott played a game. I did.
3: I did play a game. I totally forgot about that.
1: Was it a fun game? Was it a good game? Do you want to talk about that game with it, Scott?
3: It was. Well, it was good on my... Yeah, sure. Uh, I played a dude named Jim. Jim's a member of our game club. And Jim's been in the hobby, like, since the very, very, very beginning. So he has this White Scars Army, but they're all these models that I don't... Yeah, right. They're fucking super old school. They're as old as they get. And uh, he has an entire, like, Tregoran Brotherhood list. Of those models, like those original jet bikes, the original attack bikes, all that stuff.
4: The land and, speeders uh, that look like lawn chairs with two guys sitting in them with the front yep.
3: exposed. With a fucking yeah. gun strapped to them. Yep, that's pretty much what it was. That's I'm the looking, fucking um, dream, dude. <laughs>
1: like, what? I didn't even know they had old jet bike models. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Hell yeah. You yeah. used to have guard ones, too. Like, for regular humans could ride fucking jet bikes and shit, or... Regular bikes. I don't remember which. I was pretty fucking young back in those days, but.
4: Yeah, was older. He, what, what? He's probably
3: in his 60s. No. Jim this is thing? actually 6,000 years old by my estimation. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what he has. Jim, I think what happened with Jim was some sort of Encino Man situation where he was frozen in a block of ice and then uncovered during construction. And then thawed, and then grew old in real time. So there's no actual way you would have to carbon date Jim to know how old he
1: is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how
3: many? How many of those old ass jet bikes does he have? A fucking shitload. All of them. <laughs> Every one of them that's still out there, he has. Every one that is not fossilized when the asteroid hit the Earth, and fucking, in fucking case Jim and Ice, it he has it.
1: Bro, those are the ugliest thing. Like,
3: I'm sorry. They're like, not great. They're not great. They've come a long, <laughs> long way. But, uh, they, uh, They've come
1: a long way with, with I like
2: how they still have their bolters. Like yeah,
1: it's, it's more rough. like a, a, a. I don't. I don't know how to put it. Like, because he doesn't. He he's not driving he, it because he's got his bolter. He's holding his bolter. He's just kind of like just sitting on it.
3: Just not safe safe at all i don't care what, <laughs> what what like organ implants you have or technological <laughs> capabilities it's an, it's an unnecessary <laughs> risk to, to don't need to handle you're that that's real life no, did, you get any, did you get any pictures but, um, of that army
1: does anybody have any pictures i of that didn't
3: army? i i was in a real big ass hurry i only had probably two hours to play so we were trying to crush it out but he had attack bikes that looked just like that, but attack bike version. And they were so heavy that when he picked them up to move them, it would make this, like, thunk on the table. And, like, <laughs> the and... Oh, yeah, man. Boatangs, those things.
1: Back Absolutely. when back when you could use your models to stop a fight.
3: Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. No, they're called jets. They're cycles. nicely painted. Yeah, they're nicely painted too. He's a he's a pretty good painter. He uh I, I don't know how long he's had that army. I don't know if he was just like if he's had it since way back when or whatever. Who knows? But Dude, for
1: real. We're looking at the art for it right now. The battle bunnies had like art posted up. Some of the Pete Nifatron Nif- art or whatever. Dude, look at this guy. Look how dope this guy looks on his
3: yeah, that is is fucking, just those cocaine-fueled 80s days, man, <laughs> where it's like, no rhyme or reason why we do things, just, just doing them. Let's go back to the golden age. I don't even, there's not yeah. even any hand. His army actually looks really good, it is very, very cool, and I mean, if you're, if you're, you've been doing this a long time, I imagine to see all that painted up to that standard is pretty neat. I thought it was neat, anyway. I hope that we fall out
1: from Horace Heresy and then it gets a resurgence in like two thousand thirty and then it's just like bust out all your old stuff. Oh, I got old stuff. Here's my old jet bike, and you just play it. Road
2: trader's back, baby. Yep.
3: That's pretty much what he did, man. He's had those models a long ass time, has had to. So and like I said, I cannot stress enough. Jim is super fucking old, so he's... Yeah. <laughs> I just like giving him a hard time. He's a good dude. But. Yeah, we like him. comes from a place of love.
4: <laughs> I don't know if I sent you the picture that I was asking people what they wanted to eat at game night, because Emily will make dinner for everybody, and this motherfucker said Beef Strobanoff. And, <laughs> and I said, Jim, I said, Jim, that shit may fly at bingo night down there at the old folks' home but not up in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Like, Jim, this isn't Jim, this isn't tumbleweed. You don't just roll up in here <laughs> ordering metamucil and sit with your dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
1: man. I hope this dude's a listener.
3: <laughs> no, he's fucking awesome, man. He's a good dude. Yeah,
4: we like him.
1: Totally tell him to send him some pictures of his army.
4: Uh, we'll take. He's here every game night, so I'll get yeah. pictures of it. I'll tell him to bring it again.
3: Bring on nights on Thursday, so he's free on Saturday. So anyway,
1: what have you been up to Derek. Not a
2: whole lot. Uh, probably should have started with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been. Just been kind of working. No,
3: just kidding. Ah, things like
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had some setbacks where I wasn't able to order a bunch of stuff I was wanting to order. So uh, not a whole lot going on for me and Heresy right now. I've just been painting TAC Marines. TAC Marines and I got a big box of uh, Reaper D&D figures. I backed to Kickstarter. There's like a year and a half ago. And, Reaper Bones. Oh, yeah. The Bones 3. And all those came in and I've been like. Scrooge McDucking in a pile of those.
1: <laughs> just just put them in your bathtub and just diving around in them. Yeah, pretty much. Are they resin or are they
2: It's a it's a soft plastic. It's kind of like halfway between what uh what they use for like Warhammer stuff and the like actual pre-painted D&D stuff. Yeah. So it's a lot softer than what I'm used to with Warhammer, but I don't know, I'm getting used to it. It doesn't take water paint too well. Like, I guess their Reaper Master Series is just the right consistency or something, but if your paint's too thin, it, like, beads up on the model. Did you wash them when you got them? Uh, they to be painted right out of the box.
1: That's what they say. I would wash them.
2: I washed a couple. I still had the same problem, so it's with the material, oh. not with anything in the process.
1: Son of a bitch.
2: But I'm uh, making it work. Getting it figured out.
1: Well, that sounds fun. Oh yeah. Hope like you had a good time. No, uh, I guess I guess it's on to me. Uh So, I finally got those uh the combination of paints in from eBay uh to paint my Alpha Legion. So I got the that mig green. Uh so I think I'd mentioned it last week that I was trying a new recipe that David Sampson was throwing around. And basically he has it, it it's his uh, anti, like, it's his lung saving recipe for Alpha Legion. And so it's a MIG, MIG, like, clear green kind of thing. And follow that up with some uh, Createx clear blue, pearlescent blue. And so uh, uh, I ended up painting uh, five bodies, I guess uh, is the way I should put it. Uh, basically, I have Mark V legs with headhunter torsos, headhunter, uh, like I'm going to be using headhunter shoulders, but I've got the Mark V legs, headhunter torso, and then a um, ooh, fuck, Stormcast Eternal head on top of it. And so I got all those loaded up on my cool little clips that that old man made me and painted up those guys, got them to the blue point, and then I went through, and I went through with some aluminum, tagged up all their faces and shit, and all their, uh, um, all their studs, all their combat studs or whatever the fuck they're called. And nice. then I ran it through a black wash. I did all the black areas, all the dark areas, and they're coming out pretty good. So pretty excited about that. Got Alpha Legion on the way. Um, I ordered some stupid stuff that I probably shouldn't have ordered, like, thinking about it now. But... I ended up ordering three night Majeras.
0: And oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> whoops. <What? laughs>
1: and, uh... I ordered three of the Soul Dark Posable Leg Kits. And then I ordered two sets of the uh, chainsaw arms from that Etsy uh, that Etsy dealer what's his name Tellor or Hold on, I really I know. So. The one you put up on the Facebook? The one I put up on the Facebook. Laura something like that. <laughs> Tellorabundus, Bundis, yeah, Tellabondis. <laughs> uh, hold on. I got I cannot just leave it hanging because that dude is so fucking badass. Um Come on now. So, it is Taro Model Maker, T A R O Model Maker, and he's on Etsy, and he offers uh, third party night kits, like he offers third party night hands and stuff like this, and I don't know, man. I started brainstorming, and I was like, "Well, what if I just drop a couple hundred dollars towards this, like just to have like a little side side project, and then." I just kind of spiraled out of control into some, a lot more money than I initially thought <laughs> it was gonna be, and so it
3: always happens.
1: Yeah, so I ordered the parts to make this. Uh, basically, if you think about it, it's going to be a completely knight gallant army list of just nothing but close combat knights, and there will be one lancer in there, and I'm gonna have all of the knights just loaded out with dual close combat weapons, but they're all going to be modeled like working knights. Like, imagine, like, what you consider a construction knight. Like, they don't actually, like, the, the Mechanicum, uh, Majera and Styrix, they don't have the hatch for people to go inside of them because they're, like, what? Like, they're actually controlled by the Mechanicum. Like, there's not a, uh, what the fuck are they called? The uh, Throne Mechanicum? Pilot? Yeah, there's is no there pilot inside of there. Scion. 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 Jesus Christ. So my idea there's is... is it? Huh?
4: There's not a pilot in the Mechanicum Knights? I thought they were just bound to the Mechanicum. I don't think... They're,
1: I think there's still a pilot. I don't think there's any Scion inside of there. There's no hatch for the Scion to go. And then they lose one ballistic skill and one uh, weapon skill, which kind of like puts them in line with like either... Uh, Jesus what? Where are these rules at? Why don't I know about this? For the for the
4: Majeris?
3: Yeah, they, they're the little shorter ones, but they have like the beetle carapace on them, or similar to the top of a castellax. Yeah, dude, I never made that assumption until you mentioned that, Michael. But I think you're actually right. That's fucking crazy. So anyway, that's that kind of what sense I assume. makes Why it's yeah.
1: skeptical hippo face.
3: Right. Oh, Got <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> your <looser> face. But
1: <laughs> so, so yeah. So I'm assuming they don't have drivers, and if they do have scions in there, my bad. But all of the Mechanicum ones do not have hatches for drivers to get into. If the driver's in there and he's just like, you know, fucking Thalax, yeah. like, yeah. like yeah. rape party going on in there, that's his business. <laughs> in my mind, that's not a scion. Not it's not a driver. That's like you're part of the night now. Like it's just. But so my idea is that these will be like construction nights. They'll just like be like building shit. And I plan on taking the crane from the the uh terrain set and like sticking it to the side of one of the knight so you can have like a crane arm and then uh I'm gonna I got those two buzzsaw arms. I'm gonna have one knight that has two buzzsaw arms, he's gonna be like <laughs> the 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 knight that cuts stuff <laughs> Going to be the guy, the guy Are you gonna that paint them
4: green and green and purple from Transformers?
1: No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna paint them orange and orange and gray. They're gonna look really like like they shouldn't be fighting. Like it's gonna they're gonna look. And I figure no matter what I do, because it's just gonna be a shitload of gallons. And I'm gonna have one Lancer. And the only reason I'm even gonna have a Lancer is because I saw that big ass shield that Tom Model Maker made. And I was like, I don't care what the fuck I do, I've got to make something out of that shield. So I'm gonna stick a blood and skulls industry um uh what's that big fucking thing called? Uh c- like cattle cattle prod, but it's a it's a dozer blade, but it's way bigger than a dozer blade. Cow catch. Yeah, pretty oh, much like cow a cow pusher. Yeah, like he's got a big ass cow pusher. I'm gonna glue that to the front of that shield and he's just gonna be like the guy that moves stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so like Every time I play this army, it's going to be like, look, I'm probably not going to win because I've got nothing but close combat gallants that are like weapon skill 3, ballistic skill 3, and they're just like garbage and trash. But uh but they try. Gonna, they try. They're they're, real try. Hard. They're, gonna, like, they're not meant to fight. They're meant to like they're meant to be doing construction and you came and bothered them. <laughs> you're the asshole here. <laughs> exactly. I'll always win because you're the one interrupting their job. <laughs> so i don't know like in my mind i had that idea and i probably won't actually get to work on this idea for a very long time but you know one of those cases where you have the idea and you're like let me just gather all the stuff <laughs> like so, so i can it's... solidify the army in my head put it in a box for a rainy day yeah i put it in one of them rainy day boxes and i i was really afraid that uh Tarot maker was gonna or tarot model maker was gonna have one of those like, Yeah, I'm gonna be a business forever and I'm gonna sell all this cool stuff and then who's gonna go soul dark on me and then just stop selling stuff. I was like, No. So but, you know, I had to get it all while I could. And I was like, Well, I'm out, I'll just order the majeras as well. So solid plan. So that was my idea that I had this week. And I got it into the works. So anyway.
2: You do some uh some cool missions around those.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like it would never I mean it would be fun. I just feel like a lot of people would find ways around it around the construction robot army.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's in their fluff, those those knights that like I guess they were they they were already a thing, like developed that technology when the initial push for mankind to go out across the galaxy. And when they stopped having to fight wars and shit, those knights, they just used them for farming, like farming utility. That's a thing, like in their codex. I'm almost Yeah,
4: Yeah, it is. Scott's right.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like what I was thinking. Like, I'm going to have like a big tractor night.
3: (laughs) What if you meant to like harvest some wood but you accidentally shot off your rapid fire battle cannon and like blew up an orphanage? How would you explain that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just, what, what yeah, was, like, whoops, oh, was just, what, wasn't just my best really shot Sorry. <laughs> was, um, it
2: wasn't calibrated
3: I was trying was to the uh, harps- uh,
1: <laughs> I was trying to look at all their weapon loadouts I was going through each of the nights and I was looking through the weapon loadouts and I was trying to see what could make sense to be like an industrial <laughs> tool it's like, well, I could use, like, the thermal, like, blaster thing, and then, like, use it as yeah. like a, like, this is how I clear out rock. But I was right, gonna, like, right. I was like, nah. That's a lot of, like, a lot of stressing. <laughs> I was just going to think, like, just heavy lifters, like, big, big close combat arms, and they're just, like, picking shit up and all that, and that's, that's plenty for me. And that way, whenever somebody plays me, like, oh, I'm fighting it all night, Army? Hold on. <laughs> You're fighting an all-night construction army. And I'm like, I think you're going to be okay. I'm going to have fun because I'm going to run knights at you. And you're going to have fun because you're going to try and outmaneuver these poor, poor, defenseless, fat knights who are just trying to work 8 to (laughs) 5. Who are 10 minutes from shutdown. You son of a bitch. Their union
2: break was only a few minutes away.
1: (laughs) So... So yeah, I guess while I'm at it, may as well tell all the sweet Patreon supporters out there that that we talked to, Uh, I've got 10 aprons shipped out going, all the domestic ones I got shipped out. I didn't ship out any international ones, because I've got to be there with the lady whenever I ship them out. I can't ship them out through the kiosk. So the international apron is not out
3: going so, to be looking fly like me soon with a fucking painting apron on in your basement. <laughs> or wherever you hide your hobby shame at. <laughs> <laughs> you have a sweet, sweet
1: black Radio Free divine. Everybody's calling it the Splatter Shield. Everybody have a nice black Splatter Shield. And uh, hopefully, we actually, for all you listeners out there, uh, we convinced all the Patreon supporters If they're gonna get a free apron, they gotta send a picture in of them. So maybe you'll get some uh, some sexy men of splatter shields. We'll make a calendar. (laughs) Yeah, we'll make a calendar. Like yeah. Dude war (laughs) photos. What was it? Somebody sent something in. It was like a dude war. It was like a a, I want to say like an urban dictionary for like the exact word used to be, to take a picture of yourself naked behind an apron or naked in an apron. <laughs> it's like the term <laughs> for that. There's a word for it. <laughs> like,
3: but hopefully some of those. So... Trocative looking at you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's happening. That's you know, happening. Scott said that, we that's write, happening. Yeah, and he'll be
4: like writing a... <laughs> White-tailed deer or something. I like to imagine totally it'll be a With just his, with his Alpha Legion helmet on. He'll be naked with an Alpha Legion helmet,
3: an apron, riding something. If he puts a powdered wig on top of that Alpha Legion helmet, I don't know what the fuck to do. That'll be perfect. Yep.
1: This is the most the majestic thing I've ever seen in my off. fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway. Y'all want to check out some voicemails? Let's hear him. Oh, yeah. Voicemails. Voicemails that will lead into a Dan Porter story. So, let's see what we got here. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. This is getting weird. Awesome. I got it. I got it, kids. Nobody worry.
2: Oh, I thought we were about to have a weird voicemail. I got too excited.
4: Hey, gentlemen, what's up, man? This is uh, Jason from Milwaukee coming again this week. Hey, you know, I totally forgot about uh, intro music last week, you know, when I called. So I just wanted to mention, you know, it's a little bit different, a little bit out there, you know, for your usual crowd. But, um, you know, I love I love metal, too, just like everybody else. But, I, you know, come on, man, cultural differences. With standing. I can't come out to a metal song, right? So i probably come out, like, an you know, old school, i have probably come out to, like, some N.W.A., straight out of Compton, you know, a real nice old school hit just about fucking shit up, especially when I was playing World Leaders or Word Bears back in the day, just not giving a fuck and just tearing shit up. But now, because I play a little bit more Emperor's Children and whatnot, and I really have been loving Fulgrim, and I love the scene from Angel Exterminatus when Fulgrim and his whole carnival comes out and they're all singing and dancing and bullshitting, so now the newer song that I'd have to come out to is, if you remember back in the day, uh, the original
2: Tim Burton Batman movie, like it would be that song that the Joker comes out the to when he's song?
0: dancing around and singing, and called Party Man, and he's
3: talking about Party Man, you know, it's got paint thrown everywhere, just ridiculousness happening. <laughs> That'd be my song I'd have to come
1: out to now playing Emperor's Children. So keep up the good work, guys. What is it called? Party Man?
2: Uh, is he talking That's about the Prince? That's a good print? choice. That's a good one. I didn't think about that one.
1: That's a good
4: choice. I'm with Jason here. Party
1: Man, Batman? It was in the Batman Tim Burton movie? Yeah. Okay. I got it, boys.
3: For all you listeners out there,
1: you're going to have to deal with this uh, Game of Thrones ad real quick because I don't have YouTube read. It's
3: the song from the Jack Nicholas. Gentlemen, uh, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence.
2: Oh, no, it's that one. It's not the Prince one. There's, like, painting on the walls and shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's going they like, show up in an art gallery. He's got, like, his, like, uh, beret on and shit.
3: Damn, Jason's here. Coming with the fire. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> that's a good one
2: god damn wow that's a hidden gem right there i would have never thought of that for
1: real what the hell like that is a very specific like i'm pretty sure you could probably buy all rights to that song like i don't think i don't was that prince is that who that was no no no
2: the prince one was a different scene
1: so that was not i
4: just sounded like prince
1: i don't know i don't think anybody could hit that high of a note except for prince
4: Scott, Sorry. he's super dead now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not just regular dead. He's super dead. When you're dead for longer than a week, you're super dead. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I mean, you don't get much deader.
1: <laughs> so, good song, good choice, good choice. I'm
2: digging it. Okay.
3: We'll played Jason Tigg we'll played.
1: All right. So now we have So this is an actual like instead of a voicemail, this was a user write in before we get to Dan Porter's story cuz it's going to take I know it's going to take all the all the cake. So this comes in from Sid. Sid says, "When the idea of theme songs like a WWE intro first came up, my gut instinct was to take inspiration from Megamind. Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses." But as I thought about it, I'm glad everybody... Okay, first off, I'm glad everybody's dismissing their first idea. Like, no, no. Too obvious. I'm being childish right now. Let me put some real thought into
3: this.
1: (laughs) He says, but as I thought about it, that song is neither somber nor bellicose enough for the martial prowess of the Iron 10th." And then I knew what my theme would be. And this comes from Iron Hand Will. And he sent me a YouTube link. I'm going to click it. Oh. Oh my god. Hold on. Gotta deal with some ad real quick. I'm excited.
2: Oh shit.
4: It's more Batman.
1: The animated series. Theme song.
2: I can see that. I can see like the stadium with like the chase lights going crazy.
1: Wow. That's real life, right there, guys. That's surprisingly do you remember, Batman there heavy. was a
4: Batman animated series that Static X did the theme song to. Uh,
1: I want to say it was Batman Beyond. Is the one? It was you're a talking. cartoon.
4: I remember that. I just thought it was funny that they got Static X to do this theme song for Batman. I want
1: to. I want to say, yeah. No, Static X Crash, original. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was. That, that might Down. be for the movie. Yeah, it was. Batman Beyond was fucking dope. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm gonna just take a minute. And I just got done watching, and, and this is just a sidebar for everybody listening that's interested in my life at all. Uh, I just got done watching a documentary about Bill Finger and Bob Kane. Oh, have yeah. you ever have you like heard of Bill Finger? Not Bill Finger okay so check this out so Bill Finger is the real like tr- like true creator of Batman not Bob Kane like uh, like you're led to believe So all you people out there go look up Mark Tyler's documentary it's on Hulu right now and it's uh, it's about Bill Finger actually creating the uh, Batman and this guy invented the the joker he invented uh the riddler he invented um penguin he invented bruce wayne's backstory he created everything all down to the original suit and cowl and uh bob kane took the licensing like he helped bob kane develop this character and all this stuff and bob kane took the uh the character and got like all the legal agreements tied up and like written up and uh and Bill Finger was like this silent ghost writer and ghost person behind all of it and it took like forever for them to get acknowledged and like in the latest dark knight he's actually in there as a co-creator of Batman now awesome but it makes you if you watch that documentary it makes you realize how much of an asshole Bob Kane is <laughs> like a serious asshole so anyway i was so impressed by the documentary i bought mark tyler's book Oh, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Anyway, we had two Batman things in a row at the same time that I watched the documentary, so it only filled right to let every listener we have know that uh, Batman is dope. Batman is dope, and <laughs> Bill Finger helped create that. So, anyway, how about a Mr. Porter story?
2: Please talk about Batman.
1: <laughs> so, the Sir Coxman has sent a story in.
0: It's Dan Porter calling with another story for your delight and delectation. So it would appear that your listenership is bigger than maybe 10 or 11 people now. Either that or I just keep bumping into the 10 and 11 people that listen to your show. The reason for me saying that is um, a couple of times now, especially at Warhammer World and places like that, uh, I've got into conversations with people and I tell them who I am, just my name, and they'll go, oh, are you the Dan Porter who appears on the RFI uh, podcast every now and again with random stories obviously i'm quite happy to confess that it's me but it has started to make me worry um in the <laughs> sense of i, I tell my stories more as a warning to humanity rather than um something that advice as in try this and good stuff will happen you know i'm very very uh, happy to admit that i'm a stupid motherfucker and i've being the luckiest bastard on the planet more often than not more often than not a lot of my encounters um could have ended much much worse than i actually actually did so uh i don't ever tell these stories in a kind of like uh, hey go out and try this kind of way it's more of a i say a, a life advice about what not to do so what i'm worried about is I v- eventually i'm going to meet somebody they're going to come up to me and say hey dan i heard your story I went over to Switzerland, got myself on a rave boat, took some drugs, but instead of international sexy time, what actually happened is I woke up in an ice bath with two of my kidneys missing, and I don't really want that on my conscience. So, before I start the story, I'd say to anybody listening to this, please do not try this at home, because um, it might not end well for you, okay? That said, let me tell you what my story So this takes us back to about 1993 when i'm in my last year at university and um it's a tuesday uh, and it's the end of term as well so all the teachings finished and i'm bored i mean i'm properly banging my head against the wall bored totally bored uh, lots of other people are, that i knew had, had either gone home or were still sitting exams actually so they they weren't interested in doing anything fun so I'm properly, properly bored at this time. I'm sat in the kitchen and I've got a housemate at the time. I, well, I'll change the names to protect the innocent, but let's call her Claire. I've got a housemate called Claire and Claire has always, always got on a, a selection of rare herbs and uh, exclusive chemicals to expand one consciousness. What the fuck is a herb? So it's no surprise when she comes down fuck to yes. the kitchen and says yeah. uh, Dan, I've got some here and uh, I'm not sure what we should do with it and um, this this puzzles me and she puts on the kitchen table this nugget of what I can only assume is maybe cannabis resin and she says I think it's gone off I I would have no it smells horrible to me anyway you slice it but uh, I would have no idea if it's gone off and I don't know why but the idea pops into my head I said well maybe we should cook it Maybe you know we can we can bake it into something, make some cake or something. So um, I don't know if you have flapjack in the states. I'm assuming you do. But anyway, flapjack. We decide to make some flapjack, and we make a, a good-sized tray. If you think about an oven and a tray, a bake tray that kind of fits into a, a kind of like on a single shelf in an oven, we make a tray of this flapjack, and she grates the uh, the cannabis resin all of it into this flapjack mix, bakes it, and we hang around make a cup of tea, get it out, wait for it to cool for about 10, 15 minutes, then I thought, let's give it a go, let's give it a go. So uh, we cut it up, and it, it makes around about uh, 16 pieces, maybe, something like that, and we eat one piece each, wait for about 5, 10 minutes, nothing happens, literally nothing. So we have another piece, again, wait another 10, 15 minutes, nothing happens. Well, to cut a long story short, in essence, we basically end up eating the whole tray, half it between us. And again, still nothing's
1: <laughs> happening,
0: and we're still bored. So I was going out with a girl at this time. Uh, again, let's call her Jackie. And um, she wasn't in Cambridge at this time. she I knew she'd gone to meet her friend. She was possibly coming back that weekend. But she was meeting her friend Debbie. Well, let's call her Debbie anyway. It's a made-up name and uh, so you know it was just me and claire and a couple of them, my mates and we decided it's such a boring tuesday let's let's go out let's go out so we'd eaten all this flapjack and we go out to the uh, the bar uh, the student union bar in um i won't say the name of the college that might be still litigious anyway we go to one of the college bars and there's a live band on which is a bit better and uh, there's this these bottles of beer going for uh, pound a pounder bottle which is quite good at the time and as the night starts to wear on and i'm not i don't drink a lot of beer maybe have two maybe three bottles of beer i start to feel markedly different like my consciousness or myself is changing so i become a lot more outgoing a lot more effervescent uh I, i feel really good actually um anyway the night escalates um Things start to happen that I'm not used to, so I, I dance a lot. I don't really dance. I do start dancing an awful lot. And then, actually, this live band comes on. And the, I remember kind of stage diving and crowd surfing around in the college bar, which was bonkers, really, because it's the kind of thing you, you couldn't manage anyway. Anyway, around about 10 o'clock, that's when my memories stop. I remember looking at the clock and thinking it's about 10, 10.30. Then I completely black out. I've got no recollection after that point. Nothing. Complete void in my memory. The next thing I remember, I wake up. And I don't know if you've ever woken up naked in a place you don't recognise. Mm-hmm. But it is quite disturbing. And I've am I, come bolt upright and I'm naked. Stark, bollock naked. In a room I don't recognise. I'm really traumatised. Properly panicking. My heart's beating like a fucked clock. And then I notice to the right of me is a very familiar shape. And it's my girlfriend, Debbie. Jackie, sorry. Jackie. And uh, <laughs> Joy is lying there it asleep. It's then I notice I'm not alone in this bed with Jackie. Nice. And to my left is another woman who I don't really recognise. There go. We're all naked. And The bedroom can only be described as a scene of an epic sexual encounter, the kind of which, I don't know, I only imagine that Roman emperors maybe got involved in. (laughs) So I've got got no idea how I've got here. I've got no idea what's happened. When all of a sudden, the two sleeping forms next to me start to stir. The one to my left, who I'm assuming is Debbie, gets up and goes to the bathroom. Jackie sits up, kisses me and says... Last night was amazing, but it can never happen again, and we're never going to talk about this ever again. Let's just pretend it never happened. And then she goes downstairs to make a cup of tea. Now, I have got no recollection of how I got here or what's happened. But equally, neither can I ask what happened and get the details. So I've been stuck in this void of knowing nothing about this epic sexual encounter that I was participant in, but have no recollection of. So... There's two questions for me that come out of this, and the first one's a philosophical one, and I guess it's a it's a question, it's an existential question about, if you don't remember things, do they actually happen? Are they real, unless you actually experience them? Is it like, if a tree falls down in a forest and there's nobody there to hear it, does it make a noise? And the second one is a reflection on my state. Now, I freely admit, when I want to be, I can be quite, quite persuasive. However, I've Under the influence of epic amounts of flapjack, uh, uh, marijuana-laced flapjack, I managed to talk two best friends into a night of debauched sex with me. I must be the most charming motherfucker on the planet when I'm high. I'm thinking there's a future for me in diplomacy, maybe. I just have to take a lot of marijuana beforehand. Anyway, guys, um, that's my story. hope you found that delightful and entertaining. Um, I've got plenty more of where these came from. Uh, so I'll, I'll every now and again I'll feed <laughs> yes. you a couple more. Um, loving the work you're doing. I'm loving the four, four person format. I'm not entirely sure that you should keep um, calling Derek PhD. Um, although I find it quite entertaining. I don't think I should really participate in <laughs> bullying like that. But here, there you go. Have a great weekend, fellas, and uh, I'll speak to you soon.
4: <laughs> we can, we can
0: just, we can just go with pee hole. Like we don't have to do the whole
4: pee thing. It can just be straight <laughs> P
2: <laughs> I mean, if I get to say I do prefer Ph.D. without the context, but I mean, I'm not going to try to fight it because it's only going to stick that much harder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just Ph.D. that way everybody thinks you're super intelligent oh. Oh, <laughs> or I'm Dead super order. not
2: intelligent. And you call me that ironically.
3: Oh, man, fucking great ever story. it, so break the heat, man. Never I love it. So good. Yeah.
2: So, How frustrating.
3: Okay, so for so one, frustrating. The, but, the, story is, the story is, edible marijuana, marijuana could lead to threesome sex. <laughs> you heard it here first. baby. <laughs> <For laughs> like, yeah.
1: There was no yeah, downside yeah, but, to that story other than no. the, the cost of <laughs> uh, the best, one of those like... What's the best outcome r- uh, uh, could lead to? Right
3: there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if there's any... Um, past life regressionists that like those hypnotists that like hypnotize you to like get memories out of you that are our listeners could you please contact us <laughs> so we can get this memory out of dan help a man out get...
2: help him out live on the podcast so we can all i do about the... that
4: me and scott are me and scott are gonna pay to get him over here and then just feed him a bunch of weed and put him in a room with some girls and go hide in a closet that's yeah the plan. <laughs>
3: Just with a camera. This do your, do your magic, Don't Dan. That <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: everybody at home, take notes.
1: <laughs> well, Patreon subscribers <laughs> will get the live stream of <laughs> Dan Porter working his magic. And, uh,
3: Special Park. Oh. I'll look for this spot. <laughs> but.
1: I love I love how people in public are recognizing Dan. Like that's
3: that's fantastic. I think <laughs> like they that's call him fucking Sir great Coxman when they talk to it.
0: I really yeah. Get you,
1: <laughs> if you see Dan in public, you refer to him as Sir Coxman and you bow. goddammit. it, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bow to that man.
3: Hear me? Fucking he hear me out it, there? If He
4: makes it to Adepticon. We're gonna straight knight him. Like we're gonna get the oh, yeah. sword and knight him in the middle of Adepticon, Sir, Sir, Sir Coxman. Coxman.
1: Not even with a slayer of ceremony, of ceremony. <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all know right now it is a radio free demand rule if you see your Coxman in public and you're on a horse and he isn't you give him your horse <laughs>
3: yes. Yes. If, if that he has the right <laughs> if he so chooses sir yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: <The pre-monauta>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if those situations ever come up <laughs> those are you, you're obligated So, appreciate you, Dan. Appreciate you sending that story. Guys, if you want to send in a story or anything, uh, we have our voicemail. That's 209-RFI-30K-0. and uh, Those are all the voicemails we play. If you want events, shout-out, anything like that, leave it on our voicemail. It's fantastic. If you're international and you don't want to, or if your story is exceptionally long, uh, just record it on notes or anything on your phone like that, on voice memos, and... Send it into our email. It's Michael at warmer30k.com, Ryan at warmer30k.com, Scott at warmer30k.com, or Derek at warmer30k.com. And we will play them live on air. And, uh, goddamn, dude, I just, we need more stories, guys. If you got them, send them in because we love them. I, lo- I love, I love these stories.
3: <laughs> we have a pretty high threshold for shit will air on this. Oh, so be bold, <laughs> be bold. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The tone was set early on, so we got. <laughs>
3: Scott
2: we'll, knows better than most what we will air. Yeah,
3: we will let some shit. Who dares win, folks,
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so yeah, guys, leave us a voicemail. I'm glad to hear it. So, let's get on some list, Scott. So we got a iron hands onslaught list that you need to shout out or that you need to go yes, sir. Yes,
3: sir. this is from the honorable luke mcgrath um got the email this week and luke uh, laid out some guidelines for a list he was gunning for i'll read out a little bit of the email so we have some context uh hey guys firstly great show started listening around puppy gate and i have been hooked ever since quote end quote. very clever luke um, I am an alpha Legion player at heart and it's just about to head to my first 3000 point narrative event, uh, work in progress pictures attached. Um, he attached, uh, pictures of his army. They look fantastic. Get some really good stuff in there. Uh, proud to say I'm not taking any model to the event with more than three wounds or three hole points and only five miles that have four up, uh, save. anyway with the light at the end of the tunnel appearing. On my Alpha Legion list. I look forward to my next project. Always loved Iron Hands, so I have built a list based loosely around the Ispan 5 drop site massacre. And I want the list to almost be the opposite of his Alpha Legion. Uh, as I said his Alpha Legion list is typically fast, nimble, maneuverable. So uh, the idea of being his iron hands would be a little more ponderous and uh you know durable, I suppose. With that in mind, a big slow Lord of War Mastodon trudging along trudging along across the field opening its fat doors to a load of Terminators and a Primarch, really get me hard. Also, only using Terminator variants as troops is a must. So we kind of laid out some of his caveats for this list, and the big ones that while were in place for that was Ferris Manus, Mastodon, and Terminators. So really we we kind of boil down to the only way that's going to function isn't in onslaught detachment yes leviathan has other slots available for multiple slots for core war, but that's often going to be outlawed at a lot of different events for obvious reasons and um things like that so we went with onslaught so starting out at the top of the list your compulsory hq i chose a forge lord and terminator armor um he does not have the support officer rule you so can fill your compulsory HQ slot. You only need one in an onslaught detachment. You're not taking a right of war in this list, but that's okay because it does fit all the things you want in the list without a rifle. Right so this Forge Lord comes in Cataphractic Terminator Armor, Combi Bolter, Power Weapon, Power Axe, you know, if it's Forge Lord preferably. You can use the Forge World uh Iron Father model. He'd be perfect for this. Um <clears throat> give him a power axe rag grenades and a cyber familiar so essentially that hq is going to have a three up of uh, invul save and whatever unit he is attached to whatever unit that unit charges or gets charged by is going to be minus one toughness and that's going to be a really big buff coming in later in the list your compulsory troop choice which you only have one in your onslaught detachment list is going to be 10 breachers now since you're only having one compulsory troop choice i wanted to pick the most thematic and kind of cool looking one you could and also from the recommendation from ryan earlier this week i think breachers definitely do that they strike a very you know unique aesthetic and i think they make sense with the fan drop site sort of theme breachers are something you would have because the intent was of the Morlocks and like the first company, the Iron Hands, was to kind of breach the fortifications of the Emperor's children and all that stuff, and get in there and kill Horus. So, breachers make a lot of sense. All right, uh, getting on to our elite slot, we have ten Gorgon Terminators. Something he showed a lot of interest in. I just took ten of them, and I gave four of, four of them a chain fist. Um, it's pretty easy to convert that up. The kids from forge world are only going to come with power axes but the model that Oregon terminators wear like their actual armor that they wear is fairly reminiscent of the 40k you know terminator models so it's easy to score chain fists from different bits dealers and stuff for that that's the same thing i did and it looks fine um Two other elite's choices. You have two five-man terminator units. Both these units are identical just for the purpose of simplicity. Um, so they have three chain fists in each squad, a reaper autocan, a sergeant with comic bolts power weapon. That can be a power weapon, power axe, whatever you prefer. Um, the reaper autocan guy also has a power fist. Really, I think Reaper Auto Cannon is, I mean, granted these units are specifically designed for close combat, so Chain Fist are really great. Armor Bane obviously gets around all Armored Ceramite, you know, anything you're going to have to bump into with that, but Reaper Auto Cannons actually do have four strength seven shots, so these guys are going to go in Anvilus Drop Pods, which are in the Force Organization chart later on. Um, if you can get in behind some light armor, some Medusa's, you know, artillery tanks, whatever, and put four seven shots in the rear of that thing, you could do some real damage. And then maybe, you know, charge something another turn, whatnot. If you have two units of those. Two of your fast attack choices are amphilistric claw drop pods. Those two five man terminator units are gonna go in those drop pods. Um heavy support, you have a Leviathan Powder Siege, Dreadnought in a dreadnought drop pod it gives you a total of 3 drop pods makes a lot of sense for the Van, train man Master, orbit all that stuff this gives you 3 so two of those are going to land you know first turn now it's all mission dependent on which ones you want to pick to come in turn 1 but it at least gives you the flexibility to choose what you want the Leviathan is going to be armed with a Graphlux Bombard, Armored Ceramite, and Phosfex Discharger. Um, so, Graphlux Bombard is going to ignore cover, and the Phosfex Discharge has a barrage, which means it essentially ignores cover, with the exception of area terrain and people being within area terrain. So, it can put a lot of fire down. The transport it's riding in, depending on how your club rules it, you can stay in that thing, shoot out of it because it's open top, or whatnot. It's a but that's a lot of firepower obviously there um you have four heavy support slots and the onslaught four sword detachment so we utilize those by choosing a Derradeo pattern dreadnought as well that gives you some interceptor protection and really good anti-tank obviously i mean it's four strength eight twin length, ballistic skill five shots that have sunder that's pretty damn good for pretty much anything and it's fluffy Dreadnoughts, Iron Hands, it makes sense. And if you're playing 30K, there's no reason to like skimp and take little bitch dreadnoughts and refrigerators and things like that. Take the big badass ones because they look the coolest <laughs> and they're going to give you opportunities to model things make your army stand out. Uh, finally, your last two heavy um, support slots are wound up with Whirlwind Scorpius 2. The um, reason I picked two is because if you actually. I know this sounds like bullshit, but if you actually read the left column on the tank, they're specifically de- designed to kill other Astarte, so it makes sense that Ferris Manus would be like, hey, let's put some whirlwind Scorpius on a lander and take them down there so we can fucking kill these other space marines we're fighting. Um, that being All said, day. they're awful. Of very, very, very points efficient. at 115 points a pop. And, uh, we'll definitely give your list some punch. Take in mind this list is at 3,500 points. So whoever you're playing is going to have some really nasty shit. Um, now we finally come to your Lords War. Ferris Manus, as he comes, 455 points and a Mastodon Assault Transport. Now, I left the Mastodon with the standard Skyfire gun on top of it. Because I think it's pretty good and it's free. Um... I think it is essentially turret mounted so whatever comes in you know lightning whatever angle it comes in at that's that's typically how people are going to try to get around the interceptor on your dare day or whatever is stay out of their firing arcs we're gonna have a lot of trouble doing that on a mastodon that has a turn mounted weapon with interceptors got. so um notes list it's got to be onslaught okay and that's going to mean you're going to go second that's not a huge deal because a lot of your punch in this list is drop pods. It's okay if they don't come in first anyway. It really doesn't matter. They're more of a reactive thing. So you would rather his reserves and his drop pods come in first and then you be able to capitalize on their positioning rather than yours come in first and then just be able to hammer you. Uh ford has a three up invul say he has rag grenades you put him with those gorgons you put those in the mastodon with ferris and your breachers in there and all of a sudden hey you know like carl's weather says off arrested development you got yourself a soup going on so they're pretty uh they're pretty good <laughs> you only need uh, you only need one compulsory troop that's why we chose the breachers um as far as if you only were going to have one troop choice they're probably the most durable while not the most points efficient they look awesome and they make sense that they would be at the drop site i think you got lots of terminators going on you got two units of five terminators that score they're perfect in the aesthetic of the morlocks and then you got a unit of 10 inside the massive so fitting that um three drop pods two are coming in automatically choose wisely your mission's really going to depend on that and where you need to be to score points. So be smart. Um Leviathan and derradeo they're super dreads. They're fluffy because Iron Hands love their dreads. They want to be more like machines. So it makes sense that you would have those. Um also a little strict. Ferris Manis has the master of mechanisms rule that says he repairs vehicles on three up save. He also is equipped with a servo harness that in its description says it improves any repair by plus one, which in theory would mean, however you and your opponent want to work it out, that he would repair vehicles on a two-up. So, if he's inside a Mastodon, you're looking at being able to repair a whole point pretty much every turn until he's not inside that thing. And the only time he shouldn't be inside of it is when he's outside beating someone to fucking death with a hammer. So, there you go. Um that's pretty much a list cut and dry i think we hit everything we need to um you have a lot of eggs in one basket with that mastodon so you really really you you have the scoring flexibility with the ambulance coming in those terminators obviously score but you have two scoring units also in your mastodon be smart about where you put it i mean it can obviously take a punch but you know don't don't oversell it in your mind because A squad of ten assault marines with multi bombs can put a turn that smile up a town (laughs) really fast and pull that seven hundred point unit the fuck away. And I know it has a special rule where essentially on a one or a two, the unit inside of it will survive. But that's only on a one or a two. On a three or higher, they're all taking a strength ten AP two hit, and that's fucking super bad. You're gonna start losing kill points, things like this organs aren't going to get their fill no the pain save, which is what makes them better then so be smart i'm just saying um i think it's a really cool list i love iron hands up my first every army i ever did for 30k so i'm all for it i hope it works out for you luke i hope we helped you out um i will email this to you now so you have a hard copy of the notes and all that stuff also before i hop off here guys i know michael you're probably going to talk about this later but it I wanted to shout out Shapeways. I know you sent some pictures of some of the new products they're offering. There was one specifically that jumped out and really grabbed me. It's for any of those Iron Warriors players out there. They have an Iron Warriors Mark III, like, pseudo Mark IV shoulder pad that has hazard stripes sculpted onto. Now, I know I talked about earlier how difficult it is to freehand fucking hazard stripes. So the fact that they came out with that product where the hard work's already done for you, I would be all over that shit. If I was starting one of those armies, I would order a million of those and then just buy shit to fuck with them. So if that was me, but that's all I got, guys. So I actually,
1: I actually just sent us because uh, uh, Shapeways was nice enough to give us a credit and for a review, and that. Those shoulder pads you're talking about, the it's Mark III, but they 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 do kind of fit in between Mark III and Mark IV, and with those stripes on there, we actually had 20 of them, and 10 of them are making their way to Evan right now, or pay one of our Patreon supporters, uh, inside of his apron. So, nice. And Humble yes, they look Evan, incredible. Like, and yes, it, we have a uh, 10 more of go. those. I wish
3: I we have dude. If I 20, had that shit, I would have been. I, if I'd have known that product would have existed when I first started my Iron Warriors Legion, I wouldn't have had any of my motherfucking guys without those shoulder pads. I'm just saying. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually have uh, 20 Cataphracty Terminator pads, uh, Iron uh, Iron Warriors Cataphracty pads. We have um, 20 Alpha Legion pads. We have 10 space wolf backpacks. We've got a whole bunch of shapeways product that we just need to toss out and give away. So Mm -hmm. we got to figure out how we're going to go ahead and dump that out. I know Evan was talking about ordering some and we're like, Hey, we just got some in. We'll just go ahead and send them your way. Like, and went right in his apron.
3: There you go, Evan. All right. If you need some. All right, guys. Hey, thank you again. I got to sign off, but, uh, I'll see you guys next, next week
2: take it easy scott Scott.
3: all right gentlemen take care
2: have a good one
1: all right so speaking of shapeways we forgot to do their little uh our giveaway shout out that we're going to be having next week but we'll wait till the end we'll wait till the end on on what we're going to talk about on that uh so i guess next thing we're going to go ahead and jump into is this emperor's children list you ready for that one ryan I'm ready. Of course. Ryan's Ryan was born ready. So, this comes from Alex. It says, "Hey guys, I've been listening to the show for a while now. Going to going through back episodes on my way to go and to and from work. You guys have the perfect mix of salty banter, prime hobby talk, and insane fucking off-topic stories to keep up. So, keep it up." We do, man. I I'm like I think the off-topic stories are like easily my favorite part. Like that's Yep. Those off topic stories. Goddamn. God bless it. I can Arby's, do that all God. Day. Arby's God, man. So, my girlfriend wants to get into the hobby, and after tons of Google searching paint schemes, she settled on Emperor's Children. I'm looking to make her a reasonably powerful list based around models she's interested in, but I'm totally shit at making lists so that don't involve Night Hunter and a shit tons of Volkite. I'm thinking something in the 2500 point range as a finished product, but we'll be starting with a smaller centurion style force. Like the guys on I Forest keep talking about. I'm open to any of the Ride of War, whatever you guys think would suit the models and Fluff. However, she isn't really into the cacophony right now, so maybe avoid their company elite. Man, that's the best part of a models I have easily available are left over from other projects. So he's got a Fire Raptor, one and a half calf boxes, about 40 to 50 Mark IV with almost any upgrades and weapons, including cannons, Volkite Culverns, Meltzos, Plasma, etc. Cataphracti Terminators, two Land Speeders, a Land Raider Phobos. Models she wanted to have in the army or be able to swap in and out is Fulgrim, Eidolon, Phoenix Terminators, Palatine Blades. If you guys could help me come up with a list that would rock, I'm totally open to picking up new shit for her. The main goal is to have the stuff she likes into an army and having it be fairly competitive on the table. Luckily, my meta around here isn't full of dick kickers and whack faggots. Thanks a million, guys. Keep on making us hard for heresy, Alex. M. So Ryan, what not OP, but able to take on dick kicker list? Did you did you well, put together? Here's here's it the thing, like and the I can redo
4: this. Yeah. So the the thing is, he had so many models that were like, these have to be in there. And then he's like, I also have this stuff I want to be in there because I already own this stuff. By the time I literally just like went, well, I, he wants this, wants this, wants this, wants this, wants this, wants this, I was already at like 2,200 points. So it was a simple matter of just taking all the stuff that he has and adding two tactical squads to it, basically, and then doing the war gear. Um, I couldn't do a ride of War <laughs> because um, nothing really fit. Like, if I do, like, for example, say you did the jet bike one, you know, then you can't run all these uh, tanks and stuff like that, that he has. Um, And then all the infantry that he wants would have to be in flyers and stuff. So that wouldn't work. Um, I looked at armored breakthrough, but I just, once again, by the time I took all the other models that he had, it didn't really make a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just wouldn't, it didn't really work real great. Plus, with, uh, armored Breakthrough, the way it works if you take a unit for Armored Breakthrough you're forced into buying it a dedicated transport so certain models like Palatine Blades you would be forced to stick in a Rhino and I don't think Palatine Blades will work real great coming out of a Rhino, standing around for a turn and then getting shot and then trying to do stuff So, and I couldn't do Pride of the Legion because he had so many non-Legion Astartes units that I couldn't get it to work out right and the same thing with Primarch's Chosen so I literally went through every Rite of War and was like, none of these really, you know, benefit with what he's trying to do with the models he had, and I couldn't get it to fit with the restrictions. So we just didn't bother with a Rite of War. So it's just a straight-up, um, you know, Age of Darkness detachment. So what we ended up with was Lord Commander Eidolon. Uh, no jump pack, just 185-point Lord Commander Eidolon. For troops, I got uh, two 10-man tactical squads, and they're both in Rhinos. They're just bare bones base. I had no extra points. Like I said, when I totaled everything up, it was basically just add two tactical squads in Rhinos. <laughs> so two Tidman squads uh, in Rhinos. For for Elites, I have a single Apothecary with Artificer Armor. For the second Elite's choice, I have six Palatine Blades. I went with six uh, to save some points and also because that's a Slaanesha's sacred number. So it ended up being Fluffy too. So in that unit, the sergeant has a Phoenix power spear and uh, the of the other five guys, uh, two of them have uh, power weapons and then the other three guys just have their uh, the, the, they come with the charnable saber. Uh, then I for the third elite slot, I have six Phoenix terminators. Uh, they just are how they come armed with and they took a dedicated Spartan assault tank and it has Armored Ceramite and Dozer Blade, so they're going to be a Spartan. Uh, for Fast Attack, I took a single land speeder with penal mounted Multimulta and Hole-mounted Graviton gun. So that'll use one of the two speeders he has. Uh, for Heavy Support, I took a Sicaran Battle Tank with Last Cannon Sponsons, so that's the Sicaran he has. Um, then I took a Fire Raptor for the second Heavy Support slot with uh, Reaper Auto Cannon Batteries and four Wing-mounted Hellstrike, so I use that. And then for the third and final heavy support slot, I took a Land Raider Phobos with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceramite. And that's probably where I would put uh, Eidolon and the uh, Palatine Blades in. And then for the Lord of War, I took Fulgrim. And I would probably put Fulgrim with the Phoenix Terminators in the Spark. And then the Apothecary the that's there, you would attach him to the Palatine Blades as well with uh, Eidolon.
1: Fair enough. I mean, so that that uses that uses Straight,
4: all, pretty yeah, yeah. It it uses all the models that he has except for one land speeder, and he said he had several apothecaries. I I don't know how many several is more than one, but I got points for one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I think it would. Would you say like later on? Is there anything you dump out? if she wanted to upgrade or maybe bring some some uh, like deep strikers in or um yeah
4: I mean I prefer a charybdis assault claw to a spartan um and it's cheaper yeah it's it's like a hundred it's like a hundred points cheaper so right there you could get rid of because it, there's no drop pods in the army if he didn't want to run or he or she he and she it's the husband and wife if they didn't want run the Spartan, they could run a Charybdis. The problem is they already have all the heavy filled up. That's why I went with the Spartan, because I could dedicate the Spartan. So you would have to cut one of the models out of heavy support anyway, so I'd probably drop the Sakarin, and then take the Charybdis there. So then you're going to have 300 points left over just from that swap out. And then with those 300 points, um, you could you know, buy more land speeders to fill out that land speeder squadron, use some more of those, you know, put, you know, put, you could do a lot. I mean, 300 points, you can fit, you know, quite a bit more stuff in. But just the, the models he had, how they filled slots out and how many points that they took up, you know, with models she wanted and that they already had, there, there's not a whole lot you can do and until they, you know, narrow it in more like, you know, this is what we really want to do. I mean, Eidolon, you're talking Eidolon, Fulgroom, Palatine Blades, and Phoenix Terminators, you know, and then you buy reds for all that. That's, you know, a ton of points.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
4: I'm not, I know that the models are cool. Um, I'm just not a fan of Palatine Blades. Like, I've just never really seen them work out. They're just power armor dudes with weapon skill 5 and turnable savers, and they charge you a damn arm and a leg for them. I don't really get it. They're kind of one of those head-scratcher units when you look at their points. Um, so, uh, I mean, it, I'm not saying don't take them. I mean, if you like the models, definitely run them. You know what I mean? But it, it's one of those things you're sacrificing uh, competitiveness by putting them in a list. It's just a fact of life. I feel the same way a little bit with the Phoenix Terminators. They're kind of expensive for what they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. Especially if you're not going to be uh, running them out of some deep striking unit, especially if you're going to be driving up the field or something like that. Like, if they're not, right. if people know where they're going to be coming in, there, there's a lot of preparation that they can do for them. Uh, basically, you're going to see that with, like, every close combat unit out there, though. A, a, a really good close combat unit. So, if right. it's not something that is outflanking and fucking somebody up, then you really want it to be, like, deep-striking and fucking somebody up. so. I get well, like it. I said, I uh, my first
4: that. initial thought for, for points was the Charybdis over the Spartan, but I just couldn't think because all fast attacks were already taken, just trying to use the models that he already had. Yeah, I gotcha.
1: Sounds good. So next up on the list is a... 1250 Black Shields list, Zone Mortalis. You want to go for that one, Ryan? Uh,
4: yes. Uh, what's it's Luke, right? Oh, you don't even have it. I believe so. Sorry. No, I don't. Uh, hang That's on. Okay. Let me find it. He he sent us a uh, what does Mr. message Luke on. Say? I think it's Luke. Hang on. I probably got his name right on Facebook. I think I did. I write so many lists, guys. I really do. Um, yeah, it's Luke. I was right. My memory didn't fail me. So this is from uh, Luke Alexander Morton. He just sent it to my... Uh, he just messaged me on uh, Messenger. So that's why uh, nobody else has it. So let's see what he wanted here. Uh, he says, Can you write me a couple lists for your next episode or just send them to me here if you don't mind? Uh, one is a Mechanicum slash Knight list, and the other is a Black Shield list. Um. For the mech knight list, I don't really care. Just want mech part uh, as long as I have a few scoring units of Skitari and I own a knight, a tropos, a, magnetic, a magnetized small knight, an Asheron, and a Lancer. So I wrote that list for him as well, but I just sent it to him on here. Uh, we can go over it if you know on a different episode if people really want that. Uh, then, uh, But I did do it for him. Then he says, uh, the black shields, I currently don't have any models. Uh, So uh, that's whatever. But I was going to convert my Black Shields from the new Primaris Marines by replacing the heads and shoulder pads with Mark VI stuff for true scale Black Shields. So I want the Black Shield list to be a 1250 Zone Mortalis list. Feel free. Uh, He basically said, you have free reign. Do what you want. So this is what I ended up taking. So I took a Reaver Lord. Uh, that he has uh, Artificer Armor, Power Fist, Lightning Claw, Cyber Familiar, Iron Halo. It's pretty much how I run mine. Uh, it's a really good loadout. Uh, he's he ends up being one of the better characters in the game. Really the only uh, thing that he doesn't have is Eternal Warrior. Uh, depending on what um, Rot by War he takes, you can get him up to Strength 5, Tough 5. That's how I run mine. But I didn't really pick... I let, I'll let him pick his... Uh, brought by war. Um, So for troops, I took uh, 10 Marauders. The Marauder Chief has a Power Fist. um, And then all the other guys in the squad have Chain Axes. Uh, Two of the guys have Pariah Flamers. And then everybody in the squad that doesn't have Flamers has a a sturdy Shotgun. So Marauders are really awesome. um, And Pariah Flamers are really bananas in Zone Mortalis. I really, really like them a lot. And then with all these shotguns, these String 4 shotguns are Assault too. So, you can double tap guys um, with your shotgun and then shoot them with two pariah flamers and then assault in. And these marauders are four attacks a piece on the charge because they're two base and then they have a chain axe bolt pistol. And if you do the uh, Chimera one where they have fleet, what is it, fleet and rage, then there'll even be another attack and they cause fear as well. Or you could do the one where they get. You know, plus one strength, plus one toughness, which is obviously good. So there's a lot of different options there for your route by war. Um, the second troop's choice is a five-man tactical sport squad. With They just come base with flamers. You're going to upgrade all of those to Pariah flamers for free. So it's going to be a unit of five Pariah flamer guys. The sergeant has artificer Armor. And then I bought the additional uh, close combat weapon for the entire squad. So they're also going to be two attacks base. Uh, so these guys obviously work great in zone. Uh, unit of just five torrented flamers. It's pretty awesome. And then they can also wall of death if somebody tries to assault you, and then if they do manage to make it to assault, you're going to be two attacks Dax base per guy, which is pretty decent. Um, for the first elite choice, I took five Terminators. Uh, I put them in Cataphracty, but some people... In Zone Mortalis, um, Tartaros is actually a pretty good option, because you can overwatch and run, which is pretty good for zone. It just really depends on what he wants. The points are going to be the same either way. Uh, So these guys are armed with uh, three Power Fists and two Chain Fists and then just stock Combi Bolters. So that's a really good Zomortalis unit. The second elite choice is ten Space Marine Veterans. Uh, The Sergeant has Artificer Armor, Power Fist, and then uh, six of the guys have Combi Meltas, and then two of the guys have um, Pariah Flamers in the unit. So you can go marksman with these guys and you're still going to have these six melting shots when you need them. And then all your bolt guns will be poison with sniper and then you'll have two sniper uh, pariah flamers. So sniper pariah flamers are pretty rotten. Mm,
1: Yeah, that's uh, one of the meaner things that you can do to somebody playing in Zone Mortality. Yeah. Pariah <laughs> Flamers, so, NZM. So uh, it's not making you many friends.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's pretty good.
4: So then the third elite's choice is a please apothecary detachment with just please. a. Yeah. <laughs> with an apothecary and artificer armor. So this guy can be attached to any of the power armored units. So you can put him with the veterans, you could put him with the marauders, or you could put him with the tactical support marines. Um, I would put him with whatever squad your Reaver Lord is in it was originally designed for it to go in the squad because they're going to want to be assault assaulting a lot where the other units are more shooty. So they're more susceptible to taking casualties. So the apothecary probably worked best there. And then the final unit in the army is just five seekers as a fast attack choice. Um, just base with no upgrades So Seekers really come into their own in Zone Mortalis. They're probably the most underrated unit for Zone Mortalis because of their special ammo. They're BS-5. So you got to think in Zone, those little uh, Strength-3 small blast rounds at a rapid fire, they become Shred in Zone because they're a blast marker, and they can't deviate through the walls. So even just five guys are dropping ten small blasts that are Strength-3 Shred, which will kill infantry really, really good. And then the, the other thing that's key is in Zone Mortalis, when you get assaulted, if you pass an initiative check, you get to fire at full ballistic skill. Well, obviously, because it's your opponent's turn, you can't have moved, because you can't move during your opponent's turn, so you can use that heavy ammo, the Strength 5 AP2 heavy ammo, on Overwatch at full ballistic skill if you pass your initiative check and shoot them with uh, five Strength 5 AP2 shots on the
1: way in. That'll do it. That'll murder something. Yeah. Oh yeah. All day. And yeah.
4: So, and then they have some other cool. Like they have a thirty-inch rain shot. I don't think you'd really use that that much. Uh, but I do believe it's. I might be even thinking about stern guard. I get confused because they're similar units or whatever. But um, that's exact. That's uh, twelve hundred and forty-eight points. You're only two points shy. You could uh, I didn't just for fluff reasons. You could maybe convert something where he had a shoulder gun. You could give your Reaver Lord a bolter for two points, but I just cause he'd be modeled with a lightning claw and a power fist, it'd be weird to have a bolt gun somewhere. You could maybe like make a wrist mounted one or a shoulder mounted one or whatever to spend those last two points, give him a shooting attack.
1: Weird or dope? Yeah. I guess that's so, that's the question of the century right there.
4: The other cool thing about this list is because you have Marauders as troops, Tactical Supports as troops, Terminators which have Implacable Advance, Veterans which have Implacable Advance, and Seekers that have Implacable Advance, every single thing in this unit scores. Or every single thing in this army scores.
1: That's fucking fantastic. Especially in Zone Mortalis because there's all sorts of objectives waiting for you in Zone Mortalis. Yep. So, I feel like this would be a good Especially list. Especially if you're um, playing like a Zone Mortalis, like a like a, a Zone Mortalis like a event. Because then, you know how they always like, oh, only if it scores can it control the main gun. Or only if it scores can it do this or that. Yeah. You get something like that where everything inside of it's a scoring unit then you're going to have a sweet, sweet army. Yeah,
4: So, it should work pretty good. Um... You probably, as far as the rot by Wars, the only one you would probably want to avoid is the one where it gives you a bunch of Deep Strike. I don't think you'd want to do that in Zomortalis, the Void Walker one, whatever it is. Um, the one that gives a bunch of preferred enemy uh, would be pretty good. Uh, the Chimera ones, the one that gives you Fleet, Fear, and Rage would be really good with this army. Um, and also the one that gives you Tough 5, Strength 5, Minus 1 Initiative, would be really good with this army. Uh, i trying to think of the other Rot by Wars that there are. Can't remember what the other one is. But uh, anyway, it, it, it'd be pretty solid. Like, I, I think this is a solid list. You got plenty of stuff to deal with dreadnoughts in here, and you're going to murder infantry, and you got a good amount of units that all score. So you should pretty much have all your bases covered.
1: I like it. There's plenty of devastation packed inside that list. So, I mean. You're good to go, man. Hands down. <laughs> yeah.
2: Reminds me of uh one of the quirkier things from 5th edition where like the Dark Angels got their codex before the Space Marine codex came out. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on with that, but they're like uh their HQ unit came with bolter, bolt pistol, close combat weapon, it's, you know, kind of setting the standard for that. Well, you could upgrade his bolter to a combi-bolter, his pistol to like a plasma pistol, and his combat weapon to a pair of lightning claws. So, he's got lightning claws and, like, two guns that he has to figure out how to use.
1: Perfect. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> I dig it, man. So, I guess you get that list shipped out. Uh, let me, one second here. Let me go and get some. Okay. So, I got everything pulled up that I need. Okay. So, first things first, guys. Uh, so, we've been collabing with uh shapeways for the past couple weeks here so we got uh a cool giveaway coming up next week and it's gonna be on our facebook page and i would really enjoy it if you guys were to share it basically what's going to be happening is we're going to be doing a shapeways legion giveaway like a summer giveaway for a new army uh what this will be is we're gonna post up on monday next week not this coming week I, i don't I guess this is the 26th is what that would be. Um, And what we'll have is we'll have a post that we're going to share. And all you have to do is give a – just pick what legion. We're going to have four choices. You're going to pick which legion you would like a starter army for. And once you pick that little legion on there, it will enter you into a drawing. You're going to have to like the Facebook page. You're going to have to share the post. And you're going to have to pick your Legionnaire. And what that will get you entered in is a chance to win a Kalth box with full, completely, 100% loaded out with Pop Goes the Monkey shoulder pads. Every Marine will have a combi weapon from Pop Goes the Monkey. And all the Cataphractic Terminator will have the Legion shoulder pads Uh for whatever legion you choose so
4: and combi weapons on them too
1: yeah oh yeah yeah that's right and combi weapons for the terminators as well so both versions as well uh, multi it will have uh, uh plasma and melta combi weapons for both of them
4: options yep
1: options yeah so it'll be a full 100 percent. i think uh let me just let me see if i can I can get you guys a, a little sneak peek. Just a taste. Just a little taste because you're our listeners. So the legions we ended up going with, uh, just because it kind of made sense. So you're going to have the option of Blood Angels, Word Bears, Alpha Legion, or Imperial Fist. And so you can basically just share that post that we're going to post up. And it's going to give you the option to win we're going to give away one Calf box, completely loaded out with Pop Goes the Monkey shoulder pads and everything like that and all the, all the goodies. And you will win that starter set to get you a huge jump start into a brand new Legion. So if you're interested in starting a Blood Angels Army, a Word Bear Army, an Alpha Legion Army, or Imperial Fist Army, uh, this will get you into the runnings and get you a head start into into getting an army going.
2: Or if you have friends, you want to get into the hobby.
1: Yeah. And uh, really, guys, uh, this is going to come from Shapeway. Shapeway's trying to get, like, trying to get the uh, designers interested into, into printing things with them. So uh, they're trying to get some – they're utilizing us as a tool to get their name out there. And also this is trying, us trying to get our name out there uh, into more listeners' heads. So if you could just you know do us a favor and share that post to your friends, that way we can get to their ears – and you, we can all have conversations together about Dan Porter doing crazy things.
4: Well, and not that this was promised or anything, but if, you know, this is the way ads work. If we do this and it's successful and they're happy with it, they're likely to do more, or other people are likely to do more, and then that's more free shit for the community and you guys. Free shit, free shit. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Everybody loves free shit, guys. And, uh... They were nice enough to to offer the free swag, so uh, definitely definitely some some cool stuff going on, guys, and and hopefully you know hopefully somebody gets a fresh start of legion out of this. Well, I mean they're guaranteed to do that, but you know not everyone one person one person one lucky lucky individual. So anyway. So, next thing on the list, we got an event shout-out that we wanted to throw down. So, this comes from Sean over at CZ Initiative. He says, hey, it's Sean over at CZ Initiative asking you kind folks to shout-out our second event coming up later this year. First off, guys, this is going to be Sean, the violence freak. And he comes from the sweet podcast, CZ Initiative. If you want to go check that out, he's in the heartland. He's a super nice guy. And... Uh, Go check out his dime piece.
4: Looks like, Jafar,
1: looks like Jafar from Aladdin. Looks, yeah. He is a dime piece. <laughs> he does look like Jafar. Super, super nice guy. He's got dreads. He's just the coolest dude you'll ever meet in your life. Yep. So go check out Sean. He's a badass dude. So this is the second event they have coming up this year. It says The Warmaster attempt to scow Brandisia Prime was halted by the valiant yet beleaguered loyalist forces led by the Imperial Fist. Despite being completely forced off-world, the Trader Battalion managed to hold the Heli-Pokalos, an orbital fortress station, above the planet. Thus, the Loyalists were rendered incapable of mounting transports and depart due to threat of their detection by the station and likely destruction. Instead, they called for reinforcements and waited. This response came in the form of hundreds of Trader warships and cruisers arriving at the <laughs> Mandeville Point just outside of the system. As the face of death appeared to loom just above the horizon for the loyalists trapped on Brundesia Prime, the traitor fleet continued past the planet, on course for Kaliza, forgeworld of the Brundesia system. The War Master had several objectives in place for the system, and the halt of the Imperial food supply was but one. Hot on the trails of their treacherous brethren, a fleet emerged from the warp, headed by the stoic Iron Hands. In lieu of assisting the entrenched loyalists on the Prime World, they headed straight for Kaliza in the massive traitor fleet. The new loyalist forces attempted communication with the Forge World Kaliza to no avail. Hundreds of dead servitors and minor magi, the unfortunate casualties of the close quarters fighting and ship-to-ship interdiction actions, caused the already isolationist Forge World to not accept hails from either force. Innocence truly was the first casualty of war. As both fleets engaged each other high in orbit above Kaliza, the Forge World protectors and senior magi retreated deep underground to their inner sanctum. The sounds of drop pods impacting and storm birds screeching through the atmosphere, a prelude to the symphony of war about to unfold. So what's going down, guys? This is a three-round, 2,500-point narrative event with room for 14 players. There's also a zone mortalis table, so a 1,000-point zone list from the same faction will also be needed. This is going down September 24th, 2017. It's a Sunday. And registration's at 9.30 a.m. and dice rolls at 10 a.m. Two and a half hour rounds, one hour lunch after the first round ends at 7.30. This is gonna be taking place at Sparta Games. That's 3352 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska. How much do you need to pay to get into this awesome, awesome event? $20. $20 entry fee purchased through Sparta Games and email your two list to seize the initiative podcast at gmail.com. That's seize the initiative podcast at gmail.com. At least a week prior to the event, we're also working out a separate ticket that comes with a meal on the day. So that sounds like a dope-ass game. For starters, Sean went all out with the fluff for this. So. Oh,
2: yeah. Was twists and turns.
1: Yeah. If you're a loyalist player, you better fucking go save those people because that Forge World's already getting fucked. So, I dig it. So go check that out, guys. So... We do have one more shout-out that we need to go over, and this is going to be a shout-out for this coming-up weekend on the 24th, guys. That is going to be the Heresy Against MD Telethon is this weekend. And so let me get you a list, boys. Hold your pretty little heads. So what this is going to be is we held it last year, us uh, TFL guys with a number of podcast support and essentially it's a it's a, uh, a a telethon that we're holding on YouTube a live telethon and we're bringing in all of the different podcasts all the heresy podcasts and heresy um, heresy uh, YouTube channels, anything like that, and we are holding a telethon to raise money for muscular dystrophy research. And this is spearheaded by Freddie the Swede over the Ring and Heresy podcast, and he's offering up this year for every thirty-five dollar donation he receives during the during any point. Uh, towards uh, muscular dystrophy he's got a special link you can actually do heresy against md. Dot, heresy against md.com and it will take you to the current uh, the current donation page uh, you'll have a chance to win a full 100% night house completely painted by MKA certified painters and so that is going to be one sexy as night house in the colors of your choice i believe is also what they're offering uh, but during this telethon, it's going to be eight hours of all of your heresy podcasts that you listen to. Uh, here's a little bit of a, a teaser on what the timestamps look like. So, and this is all going to be in Central Standard Time because I live in Texas. Um, from six to eight, you're going to get Freddie the Swede, Mr. Ryan Kimmel, the Geno Five Two podcast, the Road to Terra podcast. Will all be live. Uh, chatting amongst each other. Uh, Then from 10 to 12, no, no, from 8 to 10, oh, oh, I fucked that up. So that was from 6 to 8 is when Freddy, Ryan, Geno52, and Rotaterra are going to be on. Then from 8 to 10, it's going to be the Northwest Vox class, the Eye of Horus with special guest, Uh, and then I will also be in at that time slot. Then from uh, 10 to 12, the Varangian Heresy, the Covenant of Fire podcast, and the Age of Darkness podcast will be live. Uh, And then rounding it all out from 12 midnight to 2 in the morning, you're going to have Sean over at CZ Initiative Podcast and Greg Dan over from the Imperial Truth. So, guys, these will be a 100% live telethon. Uh, now, I can assure you there's definitely going to be some talk in there, uh, but I can't promise this, that it'll be 100% heresy. Talking for eight hours about heresy doesn't always end up uh, end out like that, but if there's ever been a case where you want to ask maybe your favorite podcast, your questions, or anything like that, this will be live, this will be recorded, uh, so you will have a chat box that you'll be able to send them messages, send them uh, questions or anything like that, and they will be able to answer it 100% live. So definitely something you guys should check out. It's going to be this coming up week, June 24th. Uh, if you go to warhammer30k.com, it'll lead you right to the YouTube page that's going to come up, and uh, it'll uh, it'll get you into that live feed. I'm pretty sure you're going to be shared. If you're part of Facebook, I'm sure it's going to be shared fucking everywhere. So just uh, get ready for that. Um so yeah. And it's for a good cause, man. Uh if you remember last year Freddy the Swede gave away a warlord titan uh to for to raise money for muscular dystrophy, specifically Duchesne. Uh and we he did give away that warlord titan. He uh this year at Adepticon it found its way over to the new hands of its owner. It was a beautiful warlord. Uh this year it's gonna be a full fledged Nighthouse. And I think, Ryan, was there talk about a second night house or am I making shit up? Uh, there may have been, but I, I'm not, I don't
4: want to be the one to say that. And then we get in trouble. So I don't know. You're asking somebody that's like so far out of the loop.
1: Um, So I get it. That's okay. So guaranteed one night house for just a 35. It just takes a a, a donation of $35 to get you an entry. Multiple donations to the HeresyAgainstMD.com website will get you multiple entries, and that's all you really need to know, man. Go win yourself a full-fledged nighthouse. Hopefully, I'll enter enough, and then just, they'll build my, my uh, construction <laughs> worker army for me. <laughs> Fingers crossed, fellas. Fingers crossed. Together, we can make this happen. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, that's all the shout outs I have. Ryan, do you have anything else you want to shout out, buddy?
4: Nope, not really.
1: All right. I got well, a I got like, a
4: Dark Age podcast. If you want to know more about Dark Age, I got a Dark Age podcast. That's it.
1: Ryan has a beautiful Dark Age podcast, and it's got a pretty strong following for only being one episode in. And so it's oh, two two now
4: well, well, we don't Christ. it's not out yet, but we recorded it we recorded it yesterday.
1: So, guys, if you want to get on the first of the (laughs) the, – if you want to be in the front row of the highly – the world's anticipated Dark Age podcast, go (laughs) jump on Ryan's sweet, sweet brand new podcast. Uh, It's called the – what is it? Shadows of –
4: No, 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 no. Echoes of Samaria.
1: Echoes of Samaria podcast. Go listen to Ryan's voice and then Chris Chris Duncan right,
4: yeah Chris Duncan and Jacob Clark three in my and game it's all three guys or me and those two where we all play here at the game club so.
1: So there you go, guys. Go check it out. Go give it a listen. And uh, also, if you enjoy our podcast, uh, go give us a please, please go give us a review on uh, on good old fashioned iTunes because that really bumps us up and lets people know it sends us to the top of the list when people are looking for our podcast and uh also if you really really enjoy our podcast we do have a patreon group uh our patreon subscribers uh they do get special perks we talk to them every day we they have a special chat group that we're inside of and we're talking with them it's it's fantastic they really do help us evolve our show uh they're kind of like the insiders that let us know like hey this is working this isn't working i'd like to see this like see that if you want to if you want to be one of those uh, insiders, definitely think, consider uh, donating on Patreon. Uh, all it takes is a dollar an episode, and you're in. So, and uh, that'll that'll help. So, y'all have a good one, guys. And uh, we'll go ahead and put on some sweet music. I think I might go ahead and put on that uh, that Batman Joker song. So, nice. <laughs> prepare yourself. I'll, I'll for that. I'll See you guys. later.